Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator, and I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, Victoria here, and welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. We're going to bring your prayer life under the spotlight today on the show and unpack three overarching reasons and a whole bunch of thoughts that may be keeping you from praying and having that vibrant prayer life that you desire. The show is based on Psalm 70, which by the way is a sister poem to Psalm 40 and was penned by David. The Psalm is only five verses long and I'd like to read it out of the gate. Now, when I do, be sure to notice the urgency in David's tone and writing style. Commentator Matthew Henry said, quote, urgent trials should always awake fervent prayers. Urgent trials should always awake fervent prayers, end quote. So here's David in one of his many urgent trials, and he's begging for God to make haste on his behalf. Stay tuned as we're going to contrast David's approach to prayer and yours. What might be holding you back or preventing you from a robust and active prayer life? We're going to discover those things, but I won't leave you there. I'll also offer you a few practical recommendations on how you can add a bit of spice back into your relationship with the Lord. Let's listen. Psalm 70, the NIV version. Hasten, O God, to save me. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May those who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, Aha! Aha! turn back because of their shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, The Lord is great. But as for me... I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. Lord, do not delay. And this is the word of the Lord. Did you hear the fervency in David's prayer? Here's what Tim Keller had to say about this particular psalm. Quote, there is a place in prayer for godly urgency. Jesus himself approves of audacity, Luke eleven eight, and almost shameless relentlessness in petitioning God. Yet in the midst of even his kind of prayer, David uses his need to stimulate praise. Circumstances can drive us to seek God, yet even before they change, we can say, the Lord is great enough. As Elizabeth Elliot said, the secret is Christ in me, not me in a different set of circumstances, end quote. And boy, I love that one. It, the secret is Christ in me, not me in a different set of circumstances. Well, are you shamelessly, relentlessly petitioning God these days? Why or why not? Well, let me offer you three reasons that your beliefs, your identity, and your methods 
those may be getting in the way, as well as some corresponding limiting thoughts that may be holding you back. Again, we're going to talk about beliefs, your identity, and your methods, or the way you pray. So beliefs, could the reason you're not praying have to do with what you believe? Do you ever engage thoughts like these? God is too busy to hear me. He's tending to more important things than my life situations, like world hunger and starving children. Or I don't really think prayer quote works. So why should I even try it? God may or may not come through. So what's the real point anyway? If you struggle to believe that God is too busy or that prayer doesn't work, the remedy is clear. And it's called repentance. It might be time to analyze your core beliefs about the Bible and its veracity and truthfulness. You may need to sort through some untruths you're harboring and replace those toxic thoughts with God's scriptural truths. Try these for starters. In Jeremiah 29, we read, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. First John 5 says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. In Mark 11, it says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it'll be yours. Now, as to whether God will come through or not with your petitions, well, this is where trust comes in, regardless of the outcome. C.S. Lewis wrote, quote, I must often be glad that certain past prayers of my own were not granted, end quote. Doubting God can wreak havoc in your spiritual vibrancy and most certainly in your prayer life. Tell God you're sorry that you've doubted him in any way and pray that you will have renewed strength to trust him with every detail of your life, whether you like the outcomes or not. So it may be your beliefs about God and his word that are holding you back or your lack of belief and your lack of trust. But another reason you may choose not to pray is based on your own faulty identity in Christ. Maybe you think these types of thoughts. I've made so many bad choices and decisions in life. I feel bad and unworthy to talk to God and ask him for anything after all I've done. Or I'm not really that important to God. Of all the people in the world, why would God want to hear from little old me? Mm. Well, just because you were once a lost sinner or you are now a saved sinner does not disqualify you from talking to God. No, it's quite to the contrary. Jesus himself said in Mark 2, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Romans 5 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So if you're trapped in sin... Again, the remedy is bowing your knee in repentance, asking for forgiveness, and then moving on. Stand up and ask God to show you the way. Commit your ways to him. Trust him, and he will make your path known as you continue to move forward. Psalm 66, 17 through 20 says, I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Sometimes I ask my husband if he really loves me. Recently I said, it feels like you don't cherish me. Oh my goodness, the look on his face broke my heart because nothing could have been further from the truth. I wonder if this is how God feels when we don't think he loves us or that we're unworthy of his love. 
Thinking that you're not important to God must absolutely break your father's heart. There is nothing that can separate you from God's love, not even if you don't pray to him. In Romans, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. John 3, 16 says, this is how God loved the world. He gave his only son, one and only son, so that anyone who believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Your father knows you so personally. He knows the number of hairs on your head. And I can continue with other examples. He already knows your thoughts, your worries, your actions, your words, your choices, and he numbers your days. You are significant to him. You are his prized possession. Make sure your thoughts line up with what God says about himself and what he says about you. This positioning will help you to come to him with full assurance that he listens and he wants you to draw near to him. You can go just as you are. So if it's not your beliefs, like you don't believe the Bible, you don't believe scriptural truths, you don't believe God's character, who he is. And if it's not your faulty thinking about your own identity in Christ and who God says you are, that's holding you back from a vibrant prayer life, it might be your methods. Perhaps you would say things like this. I don't really know what to say to God. I feel inefficient and uncomfortable talking to someone who's invisible or I'm so easily distracted. When I start praying, I think of something else. And ultimately, I just kind of forget about it and go on my business with my business. Maybe it's this. I keep saying the same old boring prayers. Thank you, Jesus, for this food. Amen. Hmm. Well, my relationship with him is kind of boring too. Or perhaps the most common objection to an established prayer routine is, I don't have time. Okay, so let's talk practicalities when it comes to your methods. I love these because I'm going to offer you a boatload of tips right now to help you jazz up your prayer life today. Number one, about talking to someone who's invisible, I get it, but you do have ongoing chatter in your mind. Have you ever noticed that? You might be talking to yourself or you can direct your thoughts to God. That's what I do all day long. I'm not kidding. You know, those simple short prayers of petition, help me say the right thing. Lord, I really need a good parking spot today or help me stay focused on the ball, Lord. The more you practice dialoguing internally to God, the easier it becomes. It's your second nature. I know one person who literally puts an empty chair beside her and pretends that Jesus is sitting right there in it. This gives her brain something a bit more tangible to go on. Number two, if you don't know what to say, just imagine you're talking to your best friend. God knows everything anyway, and nothing catches him by surprise. The beauty of praying aloud or even silently to God is that it gives you the opportunity to articulate your gratitude and your wants and your desires and your needs. Prayer indicates the direction you're going in life. It really makes your dreams a reality, so to speak. Number three, if you're prone to distractions, carve out a tiny space spot in your home or an area. It could even be a chair to do your morning devotions and prayer time. Think about getting up just five minutes earlier when the house is quiet. Make sure all room noise is down or put on some inspirational praise and worship music at a very low volume to kind of set the tone. Some folks love candles glowing in the fragrant aroma to make things feel comfy and cozy. 
Number four, another tip if you tend to get bored or distracted when you're praying is to journal your prayers instead. Engaging your body and brain as you write requires more sustained focus. Plus, you can look back on all your prayers and see how God has really moved in your life. And what does this do? It increases your faith. It's very encouraging to see this and and your faith just skyrockets. Too often we, we forget all the little mini miracles and how God continues to work in miraculous ways day in and day out, moment by moment. We take for granted so many things like the very breath that we have each day and the new life that we have to live, the legs that we're walking on, the clothing on our backs, the food in our belly. You know, where are your thoughts focused? Is it on the many blessings you have or on all the things you don't have? Reorient the direction of your eyes. Stay fixed on Jesus and on things above. You can do it. Write these things down. Number five, try praying God's word to revolutionize your conversation time with him. Use phrases like, your word says you will never leave nor forsake me, or God, I know you are my shield, especially when I'm afraid. You can even pray the names of God, repeating back those amazing qualities, the scripture verses, and all these characteristics of God is a powerful and energizing way to pray. Number six, try listening to one praise and worship song and jot down how the singer or the band describes God. Then pray that back to him, thanking him and praising him. Do you remember the Tim Keller quote? He said that even though David was urgently praying for help in Psalm 70, he didn't forget to praise God. So often in all the Psalms, David bookmarks his prayers of petition with praise and adoration for God. Thanking God is always a great way to start your conversation with him. Number seven, if you feel like you don't have time, try meditating all day long because I know you're running hither and yon. You got a baby at the breast and two running around the house. You're working full time. You're trying to home educate the kids to boot. You got meals to plan and places to be. So take one Bible verse and pray it all day long. Some people call this meditation. You can use a Bible verse to pray for your given scenario. Chew on this verse all day long and in every scenario you face, God will meet you right there. Prayer is a privilege and not some obligation or duty, although spirit-filled Christians will definitely desire to pray and to talk to God. It's a vital spiritual discipline and brings you life and strength, that daily strength that I know you need. And the last one, number eight, finally, you can use any type of written devotional or Bible study to serve as the launch pad into prayer. Have you invested in the the Choose to Think Everyday Devotional and Journal, the newly published journal? I've got you covered. A brief prayer is included for every day of the year. You can start the Devo anytime, and the link is in the show notes. I hope you're feeling the love of God in your relationship with him, and I hope that just like David, you will consistently go to God with all types of praises, prayers, and supplications. I hope that you will cast all your cares on him as you know and believe just how much he loves you. Be sure to stop back by the podcast on Mondays for the Magnificent Monday series all about cognitive distortions. I'm here to help you get your thinking lined up in all areas of your life. If you'd like a private and free 60-minute mentoring session with me, please just reach out to choose to think at gmail.com. You can also visit my website to sign up for a newsletter and to read more about the ministry. Let's end this episode with what? With prayer. You bet. Will you join me?
Father in heaven, I thank you that you've given us this day. We will rejoice and be glad in this day. Thank you for proving your great love for us by giving us your son. Thank you for underscoring in your word just how important we are to you. Forgive us when we doubt or we don't believe what you say about yourself and about us. Strengthen our resolve to seek you with all our hearts and minds through prayer. Help us to receive your love, grace, and mercy with open arms. Teach us to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.